Um, so, I um, want to tell you a little bit about um, my childhood and Christmas. I have some good memories. Um, actually, brought a picture. I, my, one of my siblings recently sent this picture uh, here. So, um, this is me and my father. Now, often when they see a picture of my dad and me, they try to think, well, oh, does he look like his dad? Um, so, don't even go there because I was an adopted child. Um, so, I don't look anything like my dad. But I was a heck of a cute baby. Um, here's, the, here's the next picture. Uh, this is myself. I'm the oldest. Um, and my siblings, we were all adopted. And uh, we grew up, for the most part, um, in Bismarck, North Dakota. Okay, I had to show you the pictures because I recently got those from one of my siblings. Um, my uh, parents, yeah, you can, yeah, thank you, all right. <laughs> My parents um, had limited means, and so when I grew up, um, Christmas was special, and there were gifts, but I don't remember anything extravagant or anything that was even memorable. Um, Christmas Eve was kind of an interesting uh, time for my family. Uh, we, we had a dinner, um, but it was always something different. We never knew what mom was going to do. One year it could be like a meat and potatoes and a sit-down dinner, and the next year it could be frozen pizza. And uh, it was always a surprise. But what never changed was the routine after dinner, um, because my mom took forever to do dishes. And then um, she would get done, and we would be sitting in, around the gifts, and we would listen to her walk down the hallway to use the bathroom. <laughs> we would hear her wash her hands, and then um, she would slowly open the door and come walking back down the hallway, rubbing lotion on her hands. Isn't that funny, the things you remember? Um, and then we knew it was time to start Christmas. Um, interestingly, um, church played a huge role in my childhood and in my upbringing, but I don't really remember church being a part of the Christmas season so much. Um, later, um, when I was getting older, we started going to church Christmas Eve, and I remember candlelight services and things. But when we were young, uh, we would do this own our own thing in our home, and uh, each of the four kids that you saw a minute ago uh, had to do something special that evening. So uh, it could have been something musical. I played trombone, believe it or not. Nothing like hearing a Christmas carol on trombone, right? Um, or you could pick something to read, but uh, we all had to do something, and then it was time uh, to open uh, the Christmas presents. Um, the thing that I've talked about this um, even at Lighthouse before, but the thing that is the most memorable to me about, about the Christmas season um, is my parents' ugly tree. And um, for those of you who have artificial trees in your home like, like we do, um, they did not make artificial trees the same 40, 50 years ago. And um, my dad was frugal, not cheap, frugal, that's where I get it from. And um, over the years, they never got rid of the tree. But it looked uglier and uglier every year. And, and um, this tree would have this trunk with holes in it, and the branches would just get stuck into the trunk. And my father had this great idea. He thought, I'm I know how to fix this tree. My dad could fix anything. So what he did is he 
drilled new holes in the tree. And so the branches were a little closer together, but eventually the tree stood about this high, and it was still this wide. Ugliest tree ever. One of the things that does stand out from the holiday Christmas season to me and other seasons in my life um, is I grew up in a fairly musical family. And um, we would spend some time um, on Christmas Day or sometime around Christmas Day uh, gathered around the pa- piano and we would sing Christmas carols. Um, and I'm going to ask you to indulge me at the end of this service because we're going to do that. And um, we would sing um, both Christmas carols that talked about Jesus and we would sing some of the fun ones. Uh, that um, we've been listening on the radio to for, uh, for weeks and, frankly, for years. Um, one of the best things that my parents taught me was to develop my own Christmas traditions with my family. And um, one of the things that I do know um, about my own uh, upbringing is that faith in Jesus Christ and the true meaning of Christmas was real for me when I was growing up. It connected uh, to me. Um, as you know, I was called to be a pastor. High school, I decided that's what God wanted me to do. And um, for my entire adult life, um, I have been working during the holidays. And uh, frankly, um, I even told some of you this this week, um, it's one of the best parts of being a pastor is that you have to stay home for Christmas. Uh, don't have to travel. Um, we've uh, developed our own traditions in our home. Uh, we had meatballs and gravy last night for the how many times um, over the years. Um, one of the traditions that we have tried to develop is that the whole family gets involved in what we do in church. Hence, my daughter and my wife um, singing special music today. It was supposed to be my son at the piano, but he has a girlfriend now. (laughs) Um, But truthfully, um, for many years, they have been involved um, in what we do at church, both in this church, but also in my previous church. I'm not going to spend a lot of time on what brought me to Lighthouse Church and starting this congregation, um, because I talk about my story all the time, but I do want to say this, because I know we have visitors here. Um, This church was born out of my own struggle with alcoholism and burnout and depression. And even though I've possibly always been an alcoholic, um, my life truly imploded about 11 or 12 years ago. And I know that some of you understand what that looks like uh, when that happens. Um, I uh, look at my own um, relationship with alcohol and I see that even though I maybe have always been an alcoholic, there was a steady progression of the disease. And we learn it only gets worse. And I wanted to say that in case there's somebody here who's struggling right now. It only gets worse and there is help available and there's help in this community. Uh, It was a difficult and a very dark time for me. Um, I did not feel close to God, and God did not seem to want to be very close to me. Not sure anybody did at that time. 
But I've also learned over these last years that what seemed like hell then was actually preparation and training for what God wanted to do here. And I'm very grateful for that now. Prior to Lighthouse Church, I was a senior pastor at a large church in South Fargo called Atonement Lutheran Church. It was a big church. And what I'd like you to know is that in my former church, the Christmas season was a big deal. Um, I've always enjoyed doing different things during the holidays, and in my last church, uh, this season was focused on these big, musical, dramatic presentations that we would do for our church, but also our community. For about six weeks, we would prepare. There would be set designs and decorations, there would be casting of characters and rehearsals, and on Christmas Eve and for several nights prior, hundreds and even a couple, 3,000 people would come and participate, and I was the director of it all. Does that tell you something about me, huh? Honestly, I've loved it. I lived for it. I loved it this time of year. Um, And when my life imploded, it all went away. One of my life challenges is that my identity is too closely linked to what I do. Uh, The shame of my struggles and the loss of employment was overwhelming. And I've learned that um, shame in that time kept me sick for a few years. For the first couple of years of my recovery, this was a very difficult time of year. The seasonal reminder of the losses in my life contributed to relapse and struggles throughout the Christmas season as I sought to learn about myself in this world of recovery that would become my new identity and calling. If you are feeling the weight of loss at this time of the season, of this time of the year right now. just want you to know that I understand that. Losses come to the surface at Christmas time. My parents have been gone a few years now. My dad, quite a few. Think about them every Christmas. So what does Christmas mean to me this year? Honestly, Um, I'm filled for gratitude for what God has done in my life. I also have an overwhelming sense of awe in seeing what God is doing around me and how he used my mess to build something good. I think this will be up on the screen. What stands out to me this Christmas season, though, is that what I knew before, now I really know. Do you hear the difference? So amazing how that happens through life experience. What I knew before, now I really know. (laughs) Um, In fact, I will sometimes tell people that these last years of my life, I feel like I've had a PhD in life. For example, I always knew that Christmas wasn't about the presents, but now I know that if you take everything that I own away, and if you take away the receiving and the giving, what is true and real would still be here this Christmas, and it would shine in my life. 
I've always known that Christmas wasn't dependent upon family and friends, but now I know that Christmas does not depend upon being together at Christmas. And I'm just so grateful that I have wonderful, a wonderful family and incredible friends in my life. I've always known that there is something special about family or community, a community of believers, the church. But now I know that it is the very power of God and the vehicle for God to bring grace and healing and recovery to people. I've always known that the message of Christmas is that we don't have to get things um, in order. We don't have to get things cleaned up in our life to approach God, but that he comes to us in our own garbage and in our mess. But now I know it. Now I know it. My friends, the power of the gospel, the power of Christmas is that it's one thing to know about Jesus intellectually but it's another to experience it and to know it and to know it in your heart. If you have any sense, um, and I, I know most of you pretty well, I know there have been struggles in your life. If you have any sense that God meets you, not after you've cleaned up your life, but in the midst of your struggles, I want you to give thanks to God for this today. It's not, this will be up on the screen, it's not that God loves me in spite of my struggles and the mess that I made in life. No, he loves me in the struggles and in the mess. And he loves you. Nothing in my life is greater than the unconditional love and grace. Nothing is out of his power or plan. I might have known this, but now... I know it. If you uh, want to grab a Bible with me quick, I want to just read a couple of verses from John chapter 1. This whole um, chapter uh, talks about the incredible plan that God had for us in Christ Jesus from the beginning of time. In verse 1, It says, in the beginning, the word already existed. The word was with God and the word was God. He existed in the beginning. Jesus existed in the beginning with God. God created everything through him and nothing was created except through him. Word gave gave life to everything that was created and his life brought light to everyone. The light shines in the darkness. The darkness, do you hear this? The darkness can never extinguish it. If Christ's light is shining in you, No matter what you're going through, the darkness can never extinguish it. If you go down to verse 10, Jesus came into the very world he created, but the world didn't recognize him. He came to his own people, and even they rejected him. But to all who believe in him and accepted him, he gave the right to become children of God. They are reborn not with a physical birth resulting from human passion or plan, but a birth that comes from God, And so the word became human and made his home among us. He was full of unfailing love and faithfulness, and we have seen his glory, the glory of the Father's one and only Son. I've always known and I've always loved God in Christ Jesus, but now I know him, and I love him so much. 
God loves you too. He doesn't wait for you to get things figured out. He loves you right where you are today, unconditionally. I tell our church family all of the time, there's nothing that you can do today that's going to make him love you more than he did yesterday. And there's nothing you can do today that's going to make him love you more tomorrow. His love is unconditional, it is pure, and it is relentless. You don't have to get things together before you accept him and receive him. And I encourage you to not let this Christmas day pass without either accepting and receiving him into your life and saying, I'm in, or maybe reaffirming that this God of love has walked with you through all of the difficulties you've been through. Amen.